What is up, Smooth Studies? Welcome to another Saturday Steelers mailbag here on the study session on the Still Study. I'm your host, Jeremy Ritz. Slowing it down on the weekend here. Bringing you another edition of the Steelers mailbag where I get to your questions, comments, feedback, Concerns shared with me via email and through Twitter. Very excited to get into these today. Want to thank all of you for connecting with me. And in the event that you want to drop me a line, let me let you know how you could do that. First up, you can hit me via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. And also give me a follow on Twitter. Connect with me via Twitter at Still Study. And let's make that happen. Before I jump in, I want to express my gratitude to you, my appreciation for you being a supporter of this Still Study, for reading my work, sharing, listening means the world to me, so I'm grateful for you. Please continue to do that. It helps me grow the show. And then also, too, if you haven't checked out the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider, please check that out. It's called The Still City Insider Podcast. We record once a week following the game. This week, we will be recording on Wednesday morning. We record at 5 a.m., And we post it both via audio podcast and YouTube between 6 and 6.15. So check that out. Jim is a wealth of Steelers knowledge, having covered the team since 1995. So you want to do yourself a favor and check it out. It's great stuff. So episode 145 here on November 6, 2021. Let's jump right in. We're going to start with a question from Adam in Connecticut. I think this is our first Connecticut question on the show. Adam writes, any chance the Steelers try to sign OBJ or Deshaun Jackson? Adam, thank you for your question. For those of you who haven't read this or learned this yet, yes, OBJ was released by the Cleveland Browns. The market will probably be hot for him. There's an order that teams have to go through in order to put a claim in for OBJ and while I think there's a better chance to for the Steelers to sign Deshaun Jackson I really don't think there is a chance that the Steelers would try to sign Odell Beckham Jr. just because of the the issues that he presents the challenges off the field he has been presented as having an acerbic malcontented attitude and being the Steelers history with Antonio Brown I can't see them going down that road but Deshaun Jackson would be the more likely candidate though he has had his moments in his career They could probably get Jackson cheaper than they could Beckham Jr. And really, 
the only reason that I would bring Jackson in is to run down the field four or five times a game at full speed to give the offense that deep element. Beyond that, he wouldn't provide much utility. You could utilize him as a punt return option as well, so he'd give you some benefit there, but he's 34 years old. So I would at least kick the tires on Jackson. The likelihood and reality that it's going to happen, very, very small. If I'd put a percentage on it, i say around 10 to 15%. But the Steelers organization is always looking to get better, and if they could improve in both the vertical passing game and in the return game, they're at least going to look into that. So, again, very small chance it's going to happen, Adam, but if it was either of those receivers, it would be Deshaun Jackson and not Beckham. Our next question comes from Doug out of Pennsylvania. Doug writes. Doug, I I love this question. I know this may seem out of line, out of left field, but I got to ask. If the Steelers keep improving, keep getting better, can they make a Super Bowl run? PA Doug, thank you for your question, man. Very happy to get you here on the study session. And I'll say this. Look, anything is possible. Anything is possible. This is the NFL. It's a cliche to say any given Sunday, but it is the reality. It's the truth. Could the Steelers make a run here in these last 10 games? Absolutely. Can they improve and be a team that can make a push in the playoffs? Absolutely. Do they have enough talent on their roster offensively and defensively to challenge and compete for a Super Bowl? Absolutely. But there are so many factors that have to line up. And there's also an element of luck. And I know a lot of people may not agree with that, but it's true. You need the ball to bounce your way. Not just on a few occasions, on several occasions, if you're going to be in the Super Bowl and to win a Super Bowl. So the talent has to be there. Your performance playing well has to be there, but then you also need that element of luck. I mean, that's a lot of factors to go right. It's so hard. And if you think about it, 32 NFL teams, it's so hard to win a Super Bowl. It's it's like, I don't want to say it's like a lottery, but in some cases it is. Because you could be a good team. You could be the best team during the regular season. But if you have one bad game, you're done. So, Doug, yes, there's a chance, but is it a likelihood? (sighs) Hard to say that it is. But as long as there's a chance, there's a reason to be hopeful and a reason to be optimistic. Next up, Jaron from York, Pennsylvania. Jaron 
asks, better chance of happening? Eric Ebron getting cut, Raider, Raider promoted, or Ebron healthy takes Gentry snaps away? You're not going to like my answer here, Jaron. I think the more likely answer is that Ebron gets healthy, pulls away the snaps that Gentry's been getting, which I'm not advocating for. I think Gentry needs to stay out there on the field. But in terms of talent level, athleticism, there's not really a comparison between Gentry and Ebron. But I think that's what the Steelers will use as a gauge in terms of who's out there on the field more. So unfortunately, while I would advocate for Ebron being cut and then you pull up Raider, once Ebron gets healthy, he's going to be back on the field more and that will probably decrease Gentry snaps. Now, I could be wrong here, but I just can't see how you're going to pay a guy as much as they're paying Ebron and not have him on the field. You know, Jim Wexel said earlier this week on our latest podcast that he thought maybe once Juju was hurt that they would try to use Ebron in that type of capacity more as a receiver. You know, maybe they try to do more of something along those lines and keep Gentry on the field. But if Ebron's healthy, he he will be the guy getting most of the snaps. And then the final question comes in from Maggie out of Indiana. And Maggie asked asked me a question. Maggie, I'm I like this question. And this is a hard one. She asked, Jeremy, who's your favorite stealer of all time? Maggie, thank you for the question and for caring about who my favorite stealer of all time is. And that's a hard, hard, hard question to answer. Because there are so many players that I followed closely on the, the teams over the last however many years. Really, when I became cognizant and aware of being a Steelers fan, it was probably around 1995. So that's really where my uh, my memory and knowledge of the team begins. I was a big Willie Parker fan. I loved his style of running. I loved that home run element where every play he had the opportunity to go yard, score a touchdown. I was a big Earl Holmes fan back in the day when he played inside linebacker. Big Earl Holmes fan. The Hitman. Was a LeVon Kirkland fan too. Big bodied outside backer, thumper. But if I'd have to pick one player of all time, and again, there's so many of them, but if I'd have to say one player that I miss watching play, whom I really enjoyed watching, it'd have to be Troy Polamalu. He was just special. And you always knew you could expect and anticipate something out of this world from him. And he always delivered. And I think I've mentioned this before, either on the study session or the Still Study podcast. I had the 
privilege of being at that AFC Championship game in 2008 when the Steelers played the Baltimore Ravens and Troy had the pick six that really iced the game. And Heinz Field was literally shaking at that point. But Troy was just the perfect balance of athleticism, grit, determination, toughness. He was fierce. Playmaking ability on top of character and just being a generally good human being with a great spirit, kindness, role model, and somebody that you could look up to. So Maggie, Troy would get my vote as my favorite stealer of all time. And studying. That is it. That is the end. That is the conclusion, the wrap-up of episode number 145 of the study session here on the Still Study, the Steelers Saturday mailbag. want to thank you so much for being supporters of the show. Would love to connect with you. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com and also give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you. And if you haven't checked out my other podcast with Jim Wexel called the Still City Insider Podcast. Please do so. It is linked in the show notes. And as we close out this Saturday, I just want to remind all of you that not everybody is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but you most certainly are. Make it a great day, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your family. I'll see you on the next episode of The Study Session. Peace.